Okay, joining me now, this is a real treat. My friend, uh, inarguably the uh, best uh, member of the Florida Capitol Press Corps, Gary Finout. Finout, how are you? I'm hanging in there, Peter. Hanging in there. <laughs> I mean, you sound aggrieved already, and I love it. I'm here for that. Uh, <laughs> um, just disclosure-wise, Gary's wife, uh, Christine Sexton, is the healthcare reporter for Florida Politics. I will say that has been a great benefit uh, on the professional side, but also on the personal side, I've got to talk a little bit more to Gary over time. He he did make a a, a surprise drop in at our our holiday, uh, not a surprise, but he was a surprise that he could come uh, to our holiday luncheon. So I do consider you a friend. I appreciate you taking time out of uh, your super busy schedule to uh, hunker down with me. Yeah, well, why are you still calling it hunkering down? You're not really hunkering down anymore, are you? I know. I just haven't come up with it. Hunkering down's not a bad name for a podcast, though. No, I mean, it's not right? a good bad name. I just didn't, you know, didn't you kind of start it in the middle of the pandemic? And yeah. so, yeah, it should be like Sun Pod or something, something to go along with. I'll, I'll come up with something. Um, no, I don't want, I, I mean, if your branding works, your branding works. I don't want to, you know, just just asking questions. That's what I do sometimes. Um, um, when, and in fact, I don't even know why I'm on because to, because I'm not the the big superstar this week. Uh, you are. You're the one who had all the uh, the excitement and the attention foisted upon you. Uh, uh, articles written about you in the Washington Post and Slate and 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 who else knows where what whatever else went. It's it's been an exciting week, but I feel like you can sympathize uh, in the sense like yeah, there's this big story and whatever i still got a morning newsletter to do right like that was uh as that was all unfolding like michelle's like i was getting requests to do tv and stuff like that and i i literally said to michelle and aloud to myself i guess i was like i could do that but i really screw phil who is waiting for um you know the first draft of sunburn to get over there and he wants to watch breaking bad which came on at nine. So it was like, you know what? I got to focus on, on, on getting sunburn done. And, um, you know, so, um, but it's been, a, it, I'll say this, it's been super cool. It's, um, I will say it has been very nice. How, um, how nice and kind so many of the national folks have been, which, you know, we kind of get big footed down here, right? I mean, don't we get, don't we kind of get big footed on some of our stories, uh, about Florida politics? Yeah, I mean, it happens. I mean, and people parachute in and, you know, but uh, but, you know, you have some outlets that 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 have a an ongoing presence here in the state. Um, you know, I think that, uh, you know, obviously, the New York Times has people who live here and work here and work for them. And uh, I think, you know, the Post has got some people who are focusing a lot of, uh, of attention now in Florida as well. Uh, so, you know, I I mean, some of the other outlets know, but, you know, it I. I What is the deal with what, what, what's so funny? Oh, no, what, just, what, okay. What is the deal with the Washington Post right now? Are they because you and I've talked about it? Are oh, they coming oh, to Tallahassee? Because you oh, are first of oh. all, because you are uh, an old woman and ke and keep up on the gossip of all of journalism, and everybody looks up to you. So people go to you with like, "Hey, I'm leaving uh, Gannett, or I'm going over here, and all that kind of stuff." Uh, I mean, I really, I, 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 I couldn't give you a, any insights into that. Uh, I mean, I, I oh, this is going to make uh, it for a hell of a would, podcast would, well, would, if you're not going to say anything. <laughs> well, no, no, no. What, <laughs> what I would say to you is, would it surprise me that after Ron DeSantis, let's say if Ron DeSantis wins a second term, um, right now, of course, he's the front runner and, and all signs point to him having a successful reelection. Um, I mean, I think it wouldn't surprise me, um, but all of it depends on Trump. I mean, but I think if, if DeSantis is seen as, you know, is going to be definitely a 2024 nominee or candidate, then I then I think that possibly you could have some national outlets decide to spend some time in Tallahassee and to camp out here. And, and, and you know, of course, they'll, just, they'll discover that getting in and out of Tallahassee isn't the easiest thing in the world. <laughs> but... Uh, you know. All right. Well, 
uh, let's start with where let's start with DeSantis. But before we start with DeSantis, we're 10 days out, I think, from the primary. Um, what is your what is your overall big picture? Like what's where is that race right now in your estimation? Uh, are we are, are we 10 days out? Is that, what, is that is that what we are? Aren't we? What, what's yeah? Today's the twelfth. Well, tomorrow. Yeah, I, you know. See, <laughs> Gary, I think like you know, ten sleeps is how I look well, no, at things. I, I, no, I thought child. we were gonna. I thought we were gonna talk about the fact that August twenty seventh is the important date that's coming up, because that's the home opener for FSU. And uh, uh, <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> I, th- you know, I keep thinking the LSU game is the home opener, but then like, so I mean, no, no, I had. No, that I had no idea that there was a a, a, war, a tune-up before that, which I'm glad they're doing that. I always thought that was a mistake, um, starting off with Miami and then starting off with Oklahoma, starting off with Notre Dame. I mean, that just never seemed to work out for us. Yeah, so I think that uh, yes, I yes, so FSU's versus playing Duquesne, and and then they have to play LSU. But uh, okay, so ten to uh, you know, a little more than a week out before the <laughs> primary. And I, you know, I mean, there's going to be a lot of things I'm going to be watching on primary night. I'm not just going to be watching the governor's race between Chris and Freed. Obviously, that's the big ticket item. But, you know, a lot of interesting congressional races, and, and you just don't know how those are going to go. Um, and, and, and the reason that those are important, of course, is because you've got people who are going to win those Republican primaries, especially, and Democratic primaries, like 23, um, uh, you know, where Jared Moskowitz is the, is the front runner. Those people are likely going to be headed to Congress, and so that's that's going to be important. And then the other the other thing, of course, is you know there's going to be a, you know I, I, we haven't quite touched on them much in playbook, uh, but you know those local races, and especially all these school board races that DeSantis endorsed in, and um, you know, and there's a bit of a Donnybrook up here in Tallahassee. Uh, I you know I, some are you know trying to portray it as you know some huge, you know, conservative versus liberal kind of, you know, battle. Not sure it's that. I think it seems to be more, It's a, it, but it's a battle within primarily among Democrats, you know, as to who's going to get supported and, and what have you. So, I mean, I, you know, it's just a matter of watching all these these races uh, that, are, that are across besides the Christopher Reed race. Um, I'm, um, I guess... I'm most obviously interested in Chris Freed. I feel like that race is tightening. And in fact, I got a little bit of a heads up on some internal polling. Oh, no, excuse me, by third party polling um, Republicans, uh, just keeping track of it. And they the message to me was you better tell your boy to um, to step on her throat because she's closing. And then these people said, you know, the the only thing that's going to save you is, and this you being me is being Chris is um, is the fact that she really just doesn't have any tell any money. Um, and in fact, I'm looking. We're talking right now, Friday, um, and it said um, that I only saw a forty thousand dollar buy for next week. I don't know if there's more coming. Obviously. She can, you know, buy, you know, she can go down there at any point. But the ad alerts, I don't think she's got a, a lot of TV, a lot of money left for TV uh, in the last 10 days. Right. Uh, look, I think that there's a lot to suggest that if she had more resources, it would have been a, clo- a much tighter, closer race. Uh, I think that's the that's the one of the main things. And then the, the other questions is going to be is. Uh, who they, which voters they were communicating with, when they chose to communicate to them, how they're going to play into certain segments of the demographic. Because the the plain fact is that you know this primary is probably going to rely on a lot of uh, a lot of older voters. Those are the ones who are going to be, as you know them, the the three out of threes. There are the two out of the threes, or the three out of the fours, the ones who have who vote often. And the question is, you know, has she been able to break through? Now, what we've seen, of course, is that she's been, you know, done a lot of negative ads and mailers against Christ. And and then, of course, Chris people, which this is kind of interesting, because I guess to your point that they 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 viewed it as somewhat of a threat is they they push back with their own negative ads in the markets where she was negative. So, you know, they, they clearly they they took it serious enough that they felt to kind of push back. 
But yes, I think all the indications are, and um, you know, I don't know what you saw. Uh, you know, I've got other people who are talking to me as well. But you know, their indications are, Brist is ahead, has remained ahead. Um, you know, the question is, can she get the momentum and get things so that she can really make it, pull it in close in the final days? And that's, you know, I think the, I think the issue is. You know, frankly, because of the lack of resources, did she go up on TV too late? Did she start reaching out to voters too late? Because as you saw, she didn't really, they, mail, mail-in ballots were already dropping. They were already going out and people were voting before she got up on the air. And, I you, know, think, I, you I know, I know, I'm sure you hear from the same people I do. I mean, I know the, the freed people are like the Nikki wave and it's coming and don't discount us. And, and that, you know, Charlie has these, these things about him that they that they think are uh, potentially disqualifying him in, in the minds of Democratic voters. But, you know, you have, of course, the way that Charlie does things. And, you know, I think that the, the fact of the matter is, of course, he's 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 waged more of a traditional campaign and he's gotten the endorsements and he's done all these grassroots visits and, and what have you. Um, and, of course, he only he only did one debate. And that meant there what there haven't been a lot of moments one on one where you know she's been able to to, to go after him directly. I, so I, I do think Charlie will end up winning. I think that I do think that late breakers are going Nikki's way. I mean, what more do you need to know about Charlie Crist if you're going you know if you were going to vote for him? So. I feel like that 49, 50% number is, you know, he's probably at that. Maybe he'll pick up another couple of points and it will end up. I think that 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 PPP poll that came out that said she's down seven points. I think that that's probably where the race is going to end up. That's if I had to, if I had to bank on it right now, I don't, I don't see the, as, as the, one of the guys who did say there is a Gillum surge. I, I, I don't see that for Nikki yet. I will say what I do see is, I guess a little bit of anger, uh, a little bit of meanness. I don't, um, I, I don't like how she's closing out here. I thought that um, the prison ad was a little, was a really tough ad. Um, I, the worst part of it for Chris is, is that Nikki's last week aggression is forcing him to spend probably another five hundred thousand to million dollars uh, that he probably doesn't want to spend. Um, going into the general election, I think that that, and well, I, I think that that will be the the damning indictment of her at the yeah, end. I mean, I but I I understand what you're saying, uh, but when we're talking, you know, yeah, 20, <laughs> 20 million versus one hundred and twenty, does eighteen million or twenty million versus one hundred and twenty million? What <laughs> what is the uh, what is the reality there as to now? Of I course, mean, you know. I, I, has, have, has there ever been a, a ratio imbalance as large as this one? Like, you know, that's an like, excellent yeah. question. Well, what is interesting is because when Chris, when Chris beat Davis in 06, I want to say, I think it was three to one. Okay. It, was a three to, it was like a three to one imbalance, if I remember correctly. Uh, Scott. That was probably more than three to one. I think yeah. uh, between the party and Scott, I think I think if I remember correctly, you know, between the party and Scott, it was, you know, well north of it was at least north of a hundred million. And um, you know, the thing is, of course, uh, let's not forget that Alex Sink turned down the public uh, matching money in that race. Uh, uh, anyway. <laughs> I think it was like six million dollars too, right? Wasn't it or something like that? I don't know if it was that much, but she she turned down uh, and then and then you know, and Scott was able to just. You know, spent a lot of money in that in that closing week, and of course, he won by about sixty thousand votes. Um, so, what I would say to you is, I mean, there's the potential that this certainly could have the the biggest gap. But then again, you know, as has been much discussed among the punditry, and and there's been several, you know, a couple of articles have alluded to this. Uh, the question is, is the goal to get out of the this campaign without having to spend a fair amount of that money, and in fact, to have it there in the bank for potential future endeavors. Okay. Before we go to that, I want to ask you one question because I, I forgot who I was talking about this earlier. They, I think it was, uh, it was somebody for Nikki Freed world 
And who do you think Ron DeSantis really, 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 really wants to face? Not like who they're lying about or anything like that. But if if you if Ron DeSantis could pick one of the two and and say that they're both going to be outspent at least five to one, maybe four to one. And I thought it would be I, I, I guess I was just like, well, he doesn't want to go up against Charlie because of name ID. But then this person who's a Nikki person was just like she does present something new if she were to get past Charlie. And then I would made the counter argument. I think her negatives and her vulnerabilities, especially on the financial disclosure stuff, makes her kind of Gillum-esque. Um, so to you, if if Ron DeSantis really could pick his opponent, who would he pick? And why is he not doing something about that now? I mean, he could drop $3 million in the, in the next week on TV and basically choose his opponent. If the race is as close as, as Nikki Freed's people think it is, he could choose to make sure that Charlie gets through, or he could choose to make sure that Nikki gets past Charlie, I think, with a three to $5 million buy here. So two questions to you there. Okay, well, um, and there are two questions that I'm unfortunately not going to be able to give you a, a definitive answer <laughs> on. Um, I, I, I think the situation is, as I've heard all along is, and 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 everything I've heard has led me to believe this, is that there really is not a strong preference on either candidate. Uh, okay. I mean, I know that I know that Fabrizio had that poll at one point in time, suggesting that Charlie could beat DeSantis, and 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 what have you. But I mean, l- let's look at it with Christ. There's already a playbook out there. You saw what Rick Scott did to him. I mean, so clearly, the DeSantis uh, campaign. You know, they've got. I'm sure a thick oppo book, they know what they can drop on Christ. And they they also know the situation as we talked about. I mean, I think a lot of what it has to do is the fact that they're looking at the numbers and they're looking at the, at the party registration and the situation with Biden and voter enthusiasm and all of that, all of that. And I think that the situation, I mean, I think as, as, and I'm reading a little bit between the lines here, I think what they were always concerned about was somebody pulling what happened in 2014 with uh, Cher when he came in and dropped 25 million into the race yeah. with, with attack ads going after Scott. I think that's what the DeSantis folks are probably been w- wondering if that's going to happen. I think absent that happening, my takeaway is they're going to be well-prepared with either person. And, and to your point about Nikki, yes, Nikki is someone, quote, new. Um, she obviously d- does present a contrast. But, I mean, look, you've, you've seen the opening salvo by, by DeSantis and their campaign. And they're, you know, they're, they're basically, I mean, you know, I would, I would imagine that every press conference that she had where she laid into him on COVID is going to be recirculated. And they're going to talk about that and they're going to say and they're going to use all these things against you. And, and 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 you know, do they even have to do the ethics thing? I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe, maybe not. But, you know, there's all that stuff out there for on both of them. I mean, I, I mean, you know, there's certain headlines from the past that I'm sure theoretically could get recycled uh, for uh, for Charlie. I mean, you know, all, for all I know, um, you know, the uh, the Scott Rothstein ads are 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 still oh my gosh i forgot about those Jeez. i mean well remember yeah but remember scott's people they just they they really tore into him in 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 2014 and on on a multitude of layers so but uh, so I, I guess yeah my point is and maybe people are are doing obfuscation i just don't know from what i could tell if there is a strong a really strong preference and i and i and, I, and like i said i think the i think the bigger concern has always been, is it going to be, are the Democrats, are people from outside the state going to come in here and spend a lot of money to, to try to take DeSantis down? And, and that could still happen. Now, of course, you know, one of something that I wrote about that I know just got everyone up in arms was um, I wrote those you know, when, when Nikki Fried was down at uh, the Leadership Blue Convention with the Democrats had an interview with her and I quoted and I put her quotes in the story about, 
how she said, quote, no one is going to come to Florida. No one's going to help Charlie. if yeah. he's not me. And I know Chris people, they got quite upset and irate that I put that in there. And I'm like, well, that's what, you know, I'm, I'm quoting. The I was upset and irate myself about that, Mr. Finout, because I will tell you what I think. I will say this. I think Charlie has a very strong connection with um, Governor Cooper of North Carolina, who is in charge of the RGA. I think there have been some. Um, I don't RGA or still, DJ? You DJ, said yeah, uh, DG, DGA. I think that there have I think there are some commitments there uh, that were Charlie to come through. And I think also uh, Charlie running against DeSantis is not happening in a vacuum. I mean, it's happening with. I think you do have a very competitive U.S. Senate race at this point. I just cannot you cannot convince me that it that it is not that 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 Marco Rubio is not a a genuine chance of being upset now, like maybe 40, maybe 40 percent chance of, of losing at this point, considering how much money she is raising. Um, and I just think that there is he just seems to have an inability to uh, connect with the GOP base in a way that like DeSantis and Trump are able to. And I just wonder if there will be some undervotes there, uh, people coming out for DeSantis, but maybe not, just not voting um, uh, for Rubio. I, I Where, again, the last race was decided by 11,000 votes. If that were to happen again, you know, that would be a problem for him. I just think that that's a very competitive race. And I think that there is the possibility for a, you know, an Ossoff, um, or a replay of the Georgia U.S. Senate races with Warnock and Ossoff, where you pair yeah. Demings with Freed, Chris. Right, but let me let me let me let me play slight devil's advocate. Okay, that's what we have you on for. Um, no, I, I understand that point, and I, and and certainly I've already written myself that you know Democrats view that Demings uh, is you know their best chance at success uh, this fall. Uh, I think the I think the bigger question, though, is what what you and Demings has obviously raised a lot of money. She's been she's been up on air, you know, for weeks now. And 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 NRSC and Rubio have done their own ads, but not they really haven't spent as much money as she has. I would say to you, though, that when we're looking at the landscape of keeping the U.S. Senate. Where does that race kind of rank. Right. And if you and, and if you think that they first off the item number one is, well, their number one priority is to protect the incumbents that they have. And that's Warnock in Georgia. That's Hassan in New Hampshire. Uh, you know, Mark that's Kelly. The, yeah. Uh, Mark Kelly in Arizona, the Nevada race. Those are the those are the ones that I think that they're going to put the uh, the most amount of their resources and attention to. And I think because now, I mean, I think, you know, this is going to be a story that will write itself. Uh, I mean, if if the Republicans do not take the Senate back, you know, is that a ding on Rick Scott? You know, and 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 there are, um, you know, of course, there were I think they I think there were, I think there are Republicans who think they dodged a bullet in Missouri because <laughs> uh, they thought Greitens was going to be the nominee. And, and that didn't turn out to be the case. And. Um, so I think, but I, I think that the issue is with the Senate and with every, how everything's playing out. I mean, the bottom line is, do I spend three to five million in a state like New Hampshire or a state like Georgia, where it goes so much further, versus spending it in Florida? And well, uh, so I, mean, I think and, we, and as and as for your, the, go ahead. No, I, I knew where you were taking this, and I just I want to say like that is a world in which resources are finite, and I just I almost believe at this point in politics that resources are almost infinite. Um, and the biggest problem now for these candidates is uh, smartly and timely spending of money rather than the raising of it. I know that sounds easy, but it's like you know. You know, how much is a campaign? How much can you spend in New Hampshire? I mean, how much can you spend in Arizona? All right. Yes, you can spend a good amount in Georgia. But, but I, I just don't think Chuck Schumer now after right. this, after the successes that he's had over the last month is going to have any problem raising money from a ton right. of industries. Right. But you Later. but you but you're seeing you're seeing 
you're seeing the same things. I, I mean, we both get the we both get the alerts. We get the spending. We're getting we're getting the charts, the the ad buys, and everything like that. And and the fact of the matter is, is that perfect example Senate Majority Pack has not spent a dime in for or not even reserved any no. time yet in Florida. And so you just have to say to yourself, well, look, they're 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 laying down reservations in a half a dozen states. Florida is not one of them. And so, uh, look, I what I don't want to say is never say never. What I'm saying is, yeah, we get into mid late September, and the polls show that the race has continued to tighten, and yeah, then maybe that will change. Maybe there'll be a reassessment. Um, I, 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 I think I think the problem, of course, for Democrats is again, it's just the yes, Biden has had, and the Democrats have had some success uh, uh, they, with their legislative agenda over the last few weeks. But you know, the, the plain fact is that um, Biden is still tremendously underwater in the state. the The voter registration numbers are still trending towards Republicans. The demographic of the state is changing. And I just, that is, you know, that's the situation on the ground that you're going to have a hard time compensating for. It's just, I, actually, it's, I, actually I mean, because the question is, because the question you have to ask, Peter, and I think you know this is as, as well as anybody, how many persuadable voters are there out there? So let me start with one part. I would say, um, and I don't want to be making the case necessarily for the Democrats here because. That's not my job, but I would say um, I think the voter registration story is probably the most overrated story in Florida politics. I just, you know, converting okay. panhandle registered Democrats to Republicans, you know, is just, you know, if they've always voted that way, you know. And so it's like now I think it's an accurate, it's still an extraordinarily close state in terms of voter registration percentage wise. Um, uh, I, again, it you know, I, I guess the hard decision will have to be made sometime, you know, in, I guess, what, middle of September, can Demings win, you know, and then they decide. I actually, and that my, if I, I know you don't do predictions, but my, if I was making a prediction right now, it would be, yes, there's going to be a red wave, but I still think, I think that Rubio is the, there's always a surprise. And I just think that like, we would, we're going to wake up November 9th, and it's going to be Kevin Speaker Kevin McCarthy, you know, uh, who knows what happens in the Senate. I think the Democrats are going to be OK there because, you know, they're running Herschel Walker and Blake Masters and all that stuff. And I, I can almost see Marco Rubio being the, the one guy who and let's not forget, this is a guy that just clearly at this point does not like Washington, D.C. and not in the typical ways like Ted Cruz hates, you know, big government, and all that stuff. But he relishes you know, being a, a U.S. senator relishes being up in D.C. Rubio just doesn't seem like it's in him anymore. Like, I I almost think you'd be put, doing him a favor, uh, I, I, you know, putting him out of his misery. I mean, it's just, uh, but that, all right. So let me go. That's a, enough on that one. I told you, I love at the beginning, Gary and I were talking offline and he's like, man, 30 minutes, how are we going to fill that? I mean, you didn't say it that way, but this is how quickly this stuff moves. Um Big news. I mean, there's so many topics, but I want to get your your hot take on this one. So the governor's spokesperson, Christina Pushaw, uh, resigned today um, and is now going to work on the rapid response for Ron DeSantis's campaign. Some critics will say that that's what her job has been since day one. I want to ask you, you've probably dealt with more press secretaries um, than almost anybody else in the Capitol Press Corps, certainly more so than anybody that I know. What is Christina Pushaw's legacy at this point? Well, uh, you know, uh, I think Matt Dixon, he did a story for uh, us uh, about this. I think he... Uh, I think that's behind the paywall, so nobody's going to read it. Uh, no, <laughs> uh, it's not behind the paywall. It's out there right now. Right now, go, you know, go do Google. If you want to Google it, politico.com backslash Florida. It's there. It's right out there in the open. Um, I, you know, I think, um, yeah, as he put it, you know, I think sort of Matt put it, he, you know, that she sort of transformed the uh, sort of the role of the office and that um, she kind of sort of changed the way that they operate. And, you know, and the fact that she uh, did engage um, 
um, in disagreements, public disagreements with reporters and, you know, and, and, and that she helped, uh, I think she helped coordinate uh, getting uh, people in the right wing media sphere uh, to be connected to the governor and, and helped arrange that. So I, I think those are, those are clearly things that, uh, that she did. I mean, she, she did not follow the traditional playbook of what that person and what that job does. And, and I, I would imagine that some of the people who are <clears throat> coming into that office or being elevated or what have you, I, I would not be surprised if they sort of emulate some of the style that she did. And, and in fact, they've already kind of done that a little bit already. Um, I mean, you know, the plain fact is, is that there's, um, you know, I, I think that they view the, the mission of the press office is, is, demonstrably different than, than it was what it was in years past um <clears throat> all right let's switch to uh i mean I, I not that anybody cares what my thoughts are on, on christina i think Christ, i'll give her this credit i don't know that somebody can fill her shoes i mean yes jeremy redfern uh and brian griffin are are smart men um but i will say i think she is a you know almost a savant in her level of intelligence i don't agree with her her positions on a multitude of issues, but she just seemed incredibly well-read, um, well-traveled, you know, um, a lot like her boss, you know, just was able to identify issues before they were even on uh, other people's radar screen. Um, she may have identified some of the issues before the governor knew that they were issues on, uh, you know, people's radars. Um, so I, th I think that those folks have a kind of a big, a big challenge in front of them. Um, do you think? Do you think Christina Pashaw comes back, or is this it? Does she does she just stay on the campaign side now, or do you think if Ron DeSantis were to win, would she come back in November or uh, November December? Um, yeah, yeah, that I can't answer. I, 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 that I wouldn't. I wouldn't feel that I have any insights on that one way or the other. Um, All right. Um, what do you what, what do you want me to say? Oh yeah, Peter. Uh, uh, <laughs> going to be. Uh, I'll tell you what. You know, no, she's gonna she's gonna work for the reelection campaign, and then uh, you know, then she's gonna go to Iowa. Is that a quote? Is that is that what you're saying? No, that's a sarcastic <laughs> response, a rejoinder to you. Okay. Uh, before we talk about um, the fact that, and as we're watching this, I know you're like on the twitters too. Literally, they're revealing the the warrant and that Donald Trump is under investigation for violating the Espionage Act, uh, which is just insane. Um, and kudos to the reporter who um, kicked off that hornet's nest, whoever that poor son of a bitch was. <laughs> um, <clears throat> I don't know who that is. I wonder who that is. I I'm I'm still kind of like. I'm still kind of thinking it's kind of it's kind of a dreamy like situation. You're just like, I mean, and now there's been so many so much good reporting since then, which is exactly what, you know, you'd hope that would happen. Um, it's or what I had hoped would happen. It's just um, it's just insane. Um, speaking of journalism, uh, you know, I wanted to trick you to come on here. And I know you're I've always thought like so my idea for a podcast with you and I would be. We both talk about our day about and explain how we both make playbook and sunburn and do a charitable event about it and like raise money for a thing. Cause I think people would like to know how you make um, uh, playbook and everything like that. That being said, that's a longer podcast, but can you give this audience like, what is a playbook day look like for you? Because obviously you're doing your reporting, but you've got this big matzo ball out there that you know has got to be ready. So what's your, what are a couple of tips from your work process that go into uh, compiling uh, the second best uh, morning newsletter about Florida politics? The second best. Yes. Um, yeah, well, I, I, I think it's all right. It's, it's like saying who's better, co uh, you know, Kevin Durant or LeBron. I mean, I get it, you know, no, you're, yeah, I, I'm, I, I, you're like the full buffet, you know. You've got the uh, you got the smorgasbord in, in summer. So I'm I'm more like the uh, I don't know. I'm more like the brunch menu, and uh, you're the full buffet. Um, I I mean, you know, it's uh, 
it's a lot of work. Probably not, you know, and, and you know, uh, how many people do you have helping you, uh, Peter? <laughs> uh, Four or five? You know, I, you know um, um, Sunburn is a, uh, it's acknowledged at the bottom that, um, you know, it is, uh, it's actually, I will say, so Daniel Dean works on assembling the burn, uh, the blurbs, what we call a burn blurb all day. Um, um, Drew Wilson works on a lot of the content for the top. Um, you know, Jacob Ogles, uh, comes in and does the lat, like he gets up very early and makes sure that we haven't really missed anything. Um, obviously Phil Ammon is like the overall editor, so he's in charge of editing you don't have it. To get up, you don't have to get up early anymore? No, I do. I still do just because I, you know, I, I will say like, uh, my body's just trained to it at this point, but also um, I, the reason why I still have my hands on sunburn every day is just because I feel like I I, I I want people to know that it's mil- me still talking to my friends, me still talking to our audience. Like it is, you know, it, that is what sunburn is. And so um, it's still it's still very important to me um, that way. So um, but you didn't answer. So what do you like? How do you select? Let me. How do you select the stories that I go think into it? The point it? is, I think the point is, of course, that I just want to do the contrast there. That there's that team that you have that helps you accomplish your goals, and then there's me. <laughs> uh, I'm a solo act. Um, I mean, as for. I mean, I'm sure, you know, I'm sure we both kind of do the same things. We keep our eyes on things, whether it's things that pop up in Google or it's a Twitter or whatever. And you just sort of try to keep an eye on things and see what they, um, uh, whether, what things come out that are interesting and, and, and what have you, um, you know, I, I do try to peruse most of the major newspaper or not major. I mean, just most of the state newspapers, uh, you know, sometimes, um, um, Sometimes I miss some stuff from that's done by other outlets outside of the state of Florida. You know, every now and then out something will get through. Um, but you know, that's 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 a key component of it. And then it's just a matter of <clears throat> trying to figure out um what little bits and pieces that I can pull together myself that would be interesting and useful. And you know, I mean that I, I mean, of course, the, the the good thing about the format is the format does allow you at times now i think this is where our approaches differ to some extent a lot of what you a lot of what you put in sunburn even if you've you've got a story linked to it if it's by your staff you you generally put a lot of you know and and with me sometimes it's just i put in stuff that is worth a paragraph or two and and you know get it out there and share it with readers but it's not necessarily uh you know, something that, that I have a story on. Got and, it. But that's because, you know, you guys have like like a million stories a day. So I know you have a lot to choose from uh, uh, to put in somewhere. But, you know, my approach is sort of like just, you know, every now and then just and, – and then sometimes, of course, what happens, what happens sometimes is you, you, something just doesn't come together quite the way you thought it was going to come together. Uh, and you think, well, this is a story – or should I just put it in playbook? And uh, you know, what 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 is your drop dead uh, um, cutoff time? Is it six fifty five a.m.? Like, I mean, can you hold it if you see something really um, like pressing, or is it go up there at five thirty or something like that? Well, you, I don't know if I want to share that with you. <laughs> uh, well, no, I mean. Um, Obviously, I work on it in the evening, and then I get up in the morning and I do some more work on it. And I think I, I think that, I mean, now that is that is always a risk. I've had it happen a couple of times. You know, you you get ready to have the editor hit send, and you're like, all of a sudden, something pops up, and you're like, you know, you know, Dad Gum, and I, I I wish I would have seen that before, or or something like that. I mean, I know that, um, and especially. Yeah, there's certain days that are more interesting that, that it's more of an issue of like Fridays to believe it or not. Fridays is always that, 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 that one day that you sort of like, 
I, I worry about pulling the trigger on because uh, it, it always seems that you know somebody a lot of the a lot of news outlets a lot of times will put out some of their weekend copy. They'll put yeah. that out early. They'll put it out early Friday morning, and if you miss it, it's going to be there all day Friday on their website, and then it'll show up in other aggregators on Saturday, and then and so by the time you get to it in the year newsletter on Monday, well, you know it was it was a good story then, but you know has everybody already seen it already? So you know I always I always. I always try to make sure that, especially on Friday mornings, that I that I don't miss anything too big. But I, I you know, there there are some days that I just I miss something, and I, yeah, I've got to make that kind of, you know, decision as to whether or not to come back and, and include it in the next day. And and a lot of things is I've, you know, just have conversations with all sorts of different people about. Well, you know, I'll try to, you know, you want it in, you know, if you if if you release a press release at eight a.m. You know, uh, you know, we'll see if it gets into playbook the next day. But you know, a lot could happen between eight a.m. and seven a.m. the next day. It's um, I guess that one of the things. I mean, I think you and I have some of the same uh, concerns, and um, nothing is more maddening than the like the ten a.m. press release. Um, and you know where it's like. Because here's the thing, we they're writing it for us, right? Like these these firms are writing these press releases for us, for the media. And we're telling them it would be much better if you got this to us the night before. Because by the time we get done, like by the time we get that, it's almost old news. Like I don't necessarily want to put in the, the new TV spot that everybody else has got at that point. And so it's... it's um, it is that is, I guess, my my number one bitch about it. Um, you know, the other, uh, you know, I guess, like, I think you're right that that there's that gap on Friday where you're just like you'll you'll see the big story from big enterprise story usually from one of the big newspapers, and you're like, they put this out Thursday and started tweeting about it then to put it in Monday morning's thing, you know, just. Um, uh, it doesn't feel as urgent anymore. Um, and that, you know, that that's part of it. I think um, I, I, I do like some of the newspapers that, and I don't know why they do this. I think this is just a kind of a Times Herald thing. They drop a lot of stuff at 6 a.m. And, and they started that like a couple of years ago. And I wonder if that was just like a, like a Michael Van Sickler way of like avoiding sunburn or something like that. So I, I don't know. Um uh, then there's stuff that, you, you know, nothing drives me crazier than set. Like I will say the most frantic part of my day is from seven to seven Oh five. When, uh, your newsletter comes out and we will have missed something. Most often it will be something that you've written so that it's exclusive. So we, there's nothing we could have done, but that w there will be times that we, we just miss something, you know, it, it, and you got, you have something in there from another outlet that we just didn't have. And, um, uh yeah that 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 is maddening to me uh because like you're saying i do try to offer the smorgasbord uh of everything where you're uh you're more of a tasting menu uh carefully curated by a, a michelin starred chef well right i mean well you know we 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 have a length that we try to you know keep it to i mean we're not we're not like some other entities that do newsletters mm -hmm. where you know uh, you know, it's going to be a three minute read, <laughs> but um, also we don't want, we, you know, we, we sort of have parameters. Um, I often sometimes exceed those parameters. I, I, I go probably even a bit longer than I'm supposed to. I look at some of my other colleagues who do playbooks, California, Illinois, New York, New Jersey. And um, I think that, you know, sometimes, you know, it, it's, it's, Politico is good about wanting people to have the newsletters to sort of have their own feel. They, they, I will say that they don't, they've not said to everybody, you all need to do it this certain way. They, they do have a desire to be sort of in a ballpark of a length. Um, but I think that, um, you know, I'll look sometimes and I'll see some of the other playbooks and they'll be like, wow, they got a lot more stories in there, you know, because they just did a headline or something like that. And, 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 and sometimes I wonder, do I, Am I giving? Am I putting too much? Should I do more headlines and less 
paragraphs and things of that nature. You know, that's a, it, it, it's it's uh, it's not a science. It's an art. It's an art. And, you know, it's uh, I feel like, um, you know, uh, even your predecessors um, uh, until one little blow up with one certain person, um, you know, um, I always felt that Sunburn and Playbook were complimentary. Um, I even think now, and I've always, I've always, enjoy, I've always welcomed more people. I've, you know, uh, as long as you're not trying to call people clown reporters and put them out of business, I've always tried to support other sites. Um, I think city and state. You know, Roska brings a different feel. Like he obviously has his nose for legal documents, uh, court. You know, his legal background. Um, you know, uh, he likes obscure trivia, that kind of thing. You know. Um, I don't think he's necessarily going to be the guy that gets you a new poll out of CD 15 or something like that. He's going to be more Tallahassee centric. And so it's like, yeah, this is a, this is a good product there. So, um, um, all right. So we're, we're coming up here at the end. Do you want to, uh, add anything, uh, before we, uh, uh, sign off or ask me and uh, ask me a flattering question about my, uh, eventful week. I mean, you can always do that again. I mean, you're always welcome to. Um, you know, I will say the national playbook people, man, those good people up there, they gave a lot of coverage, uh, to, uh, to, uh, Florida politics, um, a lot more than the, uh, Florida playbook people just gonna, just gonna leave it out there. It was like, oh, we by could... the way, this guy named Pete, uh, he was around last night. Whereas, you know, uh, who does it? Ryan Lizza, uh, doesn't Ryan the uh, national? Well, Yes, uh, yes, I, I did see that some of the other outlets gave you probably a little <laughs> bit more of a of a shout out than I did. But see, uh, our audience already knows you, Peter, so I didn't need to necessarily go to great lengths to to highlight uh, you. Uh, I've got one. I've got a reader question here. It's from uh, Scott oh, P. Hours. Uh, he says, "Why don't you include more uh, of the articles about Orlando in your political?" <laughs> uh, no. Um, we know we know the key to getting into playbook, and it's always great uh, traffic. The key to getting into playbook is to have your last name be Christine Sex or your full name be Christine Sex. No, <laughs> no, no. Let's cut that. That's that's not the case. Um, I think that uh, uh, to be to be perfectly blunt, um, you know, one of the good things that uh, about I look at Sunburn every morning, and and you know, sometimes you got you will draw attention to stories that I'm I'm not completely 100% familiar with that your staff did. I don't I don't see everything that they do because they produce a lot of content. And so uh but uh in regards to uh I think I had a Scott Power story in play this morning. Uh, I, I think know, in fact I, I gave a good play. So I'm sure you're just you're just uh I'm joshing. just jazzing. Um what do you do for fun Mr. Finout? P I mean you got you got to realize like you are uh, you're a beloved figure at this point. I mean, at least by even, you know, by the lobby core, uh, the Tallahassee folks, you know, they always list, they do, they list, you know, that you're kind of their, you know, favorite, uh, reporter. They, uh, so give it, what, what is a, what is a, what does Gary find out do over the weekend for fun and not have to worry about playbook and all that stuff? Sleep. <laughs> um, you know, I'm a obviously I'm a big sports fan. I'm a big movie fan. You know, I um, I uh, I I probably I, I do need to exercise more. I need to get out more. Um, you have been, haven't you? Uh, well, uh, up till lately, uh, had a had a had a couple of mishaps of late. Uh, okay. Okay. Uh, but um, no, I mean, I, you know, frankly, I I uh, I wish I had uh, time to uh, I don't know travel to London and take repositioning cruises and stuff like that. But I don't, I don't quite have that. Uh, I don't have that luxury. Maybe someday, you know, somebody, uh, you know, win the lottery and I don't have to do this anymore. I could, I'll have time to do that. But I, I wish I, people could see what it's like for me, like on the, that RV, like it is literally me waking up at 4am taking care of three dogs, working as hard as I can till about seven. Then like, the girls get up and they're doing their thing. Then I've got to get that RV all packed up. Um, you know, then I've got to drive it, which, you know, Christ, South Carolina, they have the worst roads in the history of the world. Um, I mean, I, like I literally, we turn back in the RV and it's like, 
we are going to probably have to pay for the front window because so much crap and debris just flew at you. I get to an RV park, which is never easy. It's not, remember, they're not putting RV parks in the middle of a downtown. They're putting them in hard to get places because you need that much land. You got to get to that. Then you got to get it all set up. You know, you got to hope to God that you haven't got some scoop. And so I'm driving a big RV, you know, texting at the same time. I'm going up a, a mountain in North Carolina. Um, and, and then I got to get sunburn done. So that's that's what life is like. Okay, well, uh, you know, so I, 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 uh, I, I understand your struggle. Nobody's going to buy that. Nobody's going to buy that. No, All right. I'm, no, I did just look. Uh, the point is, is that we, you know, I think the good, I think the thing is that we probably hear from both our spouses is, is whether or not we work too hard and whether or not we, we, we should be doing a little bit less. That's probably true. And I would imagine Friday has got to be your favorite day of the week because there's no, there's no playbook. On Saturday, there's no you don't have to do anything. You you don't have to wake up early on Saturday, right? I don't have to wake up early on Saturday or Sunday, and that that is a, a you know. And then um you know, and um you know, just to let you know, of course, is that uh, you'll 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 have free reign at the end of the month. Oh, that's right. You are you are off for a um for a we'll week. Dark. Uh, our newsletter will be dark the week leading up to Labor Day. I I, uh, I I I love how um, Playbook does that. That's very generous. We always go we go dark during um, you know we go dark more around the holidays and everything like that. But um, yeah yeah. Uh, so anybody any of the campaigns, uh, Gary uh, will be taking off uh, six or seven weeks right as early voting is beginning. Uh, Gary Finout and Politico will be black. Uh, so if you have any big announcements scoops. Uh, you need to get some ads in, uh, videos, anything like that. Feel free to email me at peter at floridapolitics. The regular website is still going to be, and the Florida website will still be cranking nonstop. So the stuff behind the paywall, right? No, what? No, it's, no, it's not always behind the paywall, Peter. Um, it's behind the paywall. It's 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 a you know it's called capitalism. It's called paying the bill. Oh, I just saw what uh, your old colleagues at Axios made uh, for on their deal. So, yeah. Um, okay. Gary Finout, you're very generous with your time. You're a good friend and incredible reporter. Thank you very much for coming on Hunkering Down. Uh, thank you to our sponsors at Predict It. Um, we appreciate all of that. Uh, in fact, we're, uh, don't tell Kevin Kate this, but I, I did buy some Nikki Freed stock at seven cents on the dollar today that she's going to beat charlie christ so if charlie were to lose i might i'll you know might make a quick sixteen thousand dollars or something like that and uh i'll have that money to uh, uh to uh, wash away my tears or wipe away my tears all right i'll talk to you guys later all right thanks <laughs>